Takeshita hits the forearm strike of the century. My God. You, you got to go back to that match and look at that forearm strike. My God. Nailed his ass. Look hard, really. <laughs> That's a he team. <laughs> Still employed. Taylor. Still employed. The Blade. Still employed. The Butcher. Still employed. Bandito. Still employed. Lee Moriarty. Still employed. Trevorita. Still employed. Keith Lee. Still employed. Ray Fan. El Fantasma. Ren Narita. <laughs> Narita! <laughs> if I see this man on NXT or on Raw one more motherfucking time, somebody get in the ass whooped. That is enough! Looks Because the thing was so slow and um, poor performance, it cut the recording in half uh, both times that we tried to record. And the, the second time that I tried to record, my computer just crashed while it was processing, and now that just made it even worse. And man, it just drove me crazy. That's why. Um, Ben had to chime in at the end um, to fix, to rectify that. Uh, so yeah, um, I'm hoping we can avoid that by doing this. But um, yeah, anyways, um, we're gonna review um, WWE Payback. If you can't already see that on your screen, um, I'll have it somewhere. I don't know where I'm pointing at because I haven't made the thumbnail yet. Um, but yeah, we're gonna review WWE Payback, which um, Ben originally was not going to join me for, but um, he watched the show and he thought, hey, this show isn't that bad, and he decided to join me. So yeah, at least Ben is here to record with us. Um, so yeah, he will also chime in um, on this review. Uh, but yeah, before I get to the review, uh, I think we should probably talk about CM Punk. Um, he's been fired from AEW after that incident at All In. Um, and I don't know what to say about that, really. Um, yeah. Uh, Josh saw it too and he said um, that CM Punk should probably never come back to wrestling it, uh, because you know this will just happen again and I think he's right on that if, if this isn't going to work out then he might as well stay home and not come back to the ring um, yeah uh, but yeah that's that's what happened on, uh, in terms of CM Punk so we'll have Ben's um, opinions on this he will introduce himself 
and he will uh, give his point on this. Hello, everyone, and a very pleasant good afternoon or evening to you, wherever you may be listening to this. Yes, I'm Ben Charles, the assistant co-host of Life Sovereign Radio Road Break. Um, obviously, a very recognizable person here on Life Sovereign Radio Road Break. And yes, um, the other day I got the news that CM Punk uh, got fired. I'm not surprised at this uh, revelation at all. I expected CM Punk to get suspended, but I did not know the severity of what CM Punk did. Now, CM Punk, obviously a fixture on AEW television, and then all of a sudden the shit with Jack Perry happened. And some people on social media, though, they're blaming Jack Perry for having CM Punk fired. And I'm like, Jack Perry was provoked by another grown-ass man, and y'all are blaming another man for having his boss fire another man that was supposed to be fired anyway. That makes no goddamn sense. That's like me overtaking everything else that Cabo was doing. No, that's that's dumb. That, that makes no sense. Like, seriously, like, some of y'all need to wake up and grow out of this childish BS I'm seeing on social media. The wrestling community is on my last nerve. I cannot believe these people are actually trying to defend CM Punk when CM Punk provoked another grown man into a fight. And then Miro, of all people, was trying to stop him. Miro was trying to stop the whole fight. And then all of a sudden, like, CM Punk was threatening Tony Khan. So... Tony Khan has every reason to fire CM Punk. Now, people are going to say, oh, but CM Punk is their biggest draw. CM Punk is their biggest star. No, he's not. No, he's not. CM Punk is not their biggest star. MJF is their biggest star. What are you talking about? What are y'all talking about? MJF is world champion with Adam Cole and probably one of the third best storylines on the in, in the entire industry. Y'all need to wake up, bro. Wake up. Because this ain't it. This is not it. At all. But I will say this, however. I'm not surprised that CM Punk got fired. I am not surprised that Jack Perry got suspended after All In. I'm not surprised at none of this. But I am surprised at how Tony Khan immediately put his foot down. And the funny thing is... Tony Khan didn't even know Jack Perry was involved until his own fucking attorney told him. His own attorney told him. Seriously. <laughs> like, yo. <laughs> Tony Khan was like, what? Jack Perry was involved too? Oh, okay. Okay, suspended. Yeah, like, <laughs> that's exactly how this went, everybody. I'm sure that's exactly how it went. Because there's no other way Tony Khan would have known about the fight if it wasn't for his damn attorney. But yeah, um, look, I know AEW is going to be better without CM Punk. I mean, it's not like they needed CM Punk to begin with. It's just the fact that all of this other shit was going to happen. I knew this drama was going to happen when um, when CM Punk was always cutting promos. And, you know, the, the stuff he did with Ryan Nemeth where um, it was where Ryan Nemeth was sent home by CM Punk, apparently. And apparently... Punk and Nemeth had a confrontation between the two, which I was not surprised because, well, you know, you know, he, he doesn't like CM Punk does not like when someone talk about him, 
So I see why it happened. I see why it's happened. CM Punk is one of those kind of person. I'm not going to insult him. I'm not going to call him sensitive like everyone else in the wrestling community probably has already. I'm not going to call him anything bad. I am a CM Punk fan, but not to the extent of like a diehard CM Punk fan. I understand that Tony Khan had to put his foot down, and he rightfully so, he did. And pretty much leave it at that. We got AEW got some of the best talent in the world, and some of them are being underused, underutilized, and underused, as a matter of fact. Keith Lee, has Keith Lee even been on television? Is Keith Lee even fucking employed? We don't even know if Keith Lee's employed. We don't even know if fucking The Butcher and the Blade are still employed. We don't even know if Isaiah Cassidy is still employed. I don't even know if Ethan Page is still employed. Where has Ethan Page been? Can someone please explain to me where is Ethan Page? For God's sakes, put this man on television. I'm saying this one time. All right, WWE Payback 2023. Uh, we got to review this now. Um, this took place on Sunday, the 2nd of September 2023. The PPG Paints, Saturday, sorry, uh, the 2nd of September. At the PPG Paints Arena, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, United States, of course. We're back in the U.S. now. Um, with the first match now, the steel cage match between Becky Lynch and Trish Stratus, who came out with Zoe Stark. Um, so, yeah, this should have happened at SummerSlam, but whatever. Whether it was in a steel cage or not, it should have been at SummerSlam. It was going to be, but then they threw it off because they had to have some stupid battle royal sponsored battle royal that had no implications for any of the people that participated they literally had a battle royal for nothing except lots of money from the company that sponsored them man could they have that on raw or something and now Tris Stratus and Becky the actual mascot thrown onto raw the following day on day after that because it was on a Saturday I think um, but yeah I'm not gonna rant on that anymore and let's just go to the match by the way they, they had a pre-match package I must say it was pretty good it showed their, um, their feud and how much they hate each other why they're feuding and you know that's good to see so yeah let's just get on to the match now um, so Trish Stratus tries to run through the cage door, uh, Becky then stops it. And then the ref who was standing there at the door literally opened the door. Can they do that? If you don't want to fight, you can just walk out the ring? I guess. I hope not because because then that's a cheap way out, um, which I guess is what Trish Stratus is trying to do. Uh, uh, I had to wipe uh, my, my face real quick because, um, but yeah, um, never mind that. Um, but yeah, let's just move on. Trish tries to climb the cage, but then Becky Lynch pulls her down. Uh, Trish slaps her. Um, Becky roughs her up. She throws her and down on the canvas, uh, you know, throws her around and stuff, beats her up and all that stuff. And... So yeah, and then she does three black exploders, black exploders, suplexes, 
They tried to slam each other in the cage. Um, Trish slammed Becky. She tried to escape. They struggled at the top rope. And then Trish threw Becky into the cage. They replayed that spot. Um, she threw Becky again. She pulled her hair. Uh, she pulled Becky's hair as Becky was stuck in. Be so, um, so. That's what happened there, um, and then um, she grinded. I said I wrote there she grinded, but she, act well, she kind of did, but she pulled her um, her mouth like right, uh, right by both sides, and she said, "Cheese, say cheese, Becky." Um, that's not exactly what she said, but that's more or less what she said. Um, Oh, no, 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 that's way before, no, my bad, that's way before, she did grind Becky's face, um, and then she said, get it close up, and then, yeah, um, she had a, a kind of a spine buster for two count, um, but not the conventional one, um, it was kind of like, um, more of a power bomb, but it did look like a spine, but a jackknife power bomb or something like that. I think it was. Um, Trish has tried to run to the door. Becky rolled her up and got a two count. Trish did a clothesline, got a two count. She threw Becky into the cage, and then here uh, she did kind of the cross face and pulled her, um, her mouth like this with both sides and said, Cheese, say cheese, Becky. Um, and then she grinds Becky's face against the cage and then she dominates Becky for a couple minutes um, then yeah um, Becky makes a comeback for two times she goes for disarm her but then Trish escaped uh, she threw Becky into the cage Becky went for the clothesline but then Trish ducked she actually went dug back like this um, like uh, she went into that like kind of sister Abigail position uh, you know that Bray Wyatt used to do he would uh, bend back like that and crawl backwards she she went into that she ducked the clothesline into that stance uh, by the way bless uh, Bray Wyatt so um, but yeah that, that was nice that was really nice and then Becky did a leg drop they replayed that spot they lay down Celine they had a one two exchange Becky threw Trish into the cage. Um, they slammed each other into the cage. Um, Becky did a kick. She draped um, Trish across the rope. Um, ben actually <laughs> kind of coined that. Not exactly coined that. Um, but uh, he clarified that terminology. Because uh, the one time I said uh, the guy gourd busted the other guy on, on the rope. And then did like a DDT or something. Um, and Ben fixed that by simply saying he draped him over the, the rope. And that's what Trish did here. He, that's what Becky Lynch did here. My bad. Uh, she draped Trish over the rope and then she did a leg drop 
pulled me up for, which was nice. All right, sure. Um, and then uh, they zoomed in on her face, and then she had like a welt on her forehead. Um, Uh, Becky Lynch did a jumping forearm in the corner. Um, she ran towards um, Trish when she was standing in the corner. Then she jumped and did a forearm in the corner. And then uh, she climbed, but then Trish yanked it down. Trish went for um, the Hurricane Runner, um, well, where she was kind of standing there, and then she moved the leg up, legs up. To where she can hurricane run a Becky Lynch off the cage, uh, but then Becky Lynch fought out of it. Um, Trish climbed and then knocked Becky down. Um, Becky Lynch dragged it down uh, via the electric chair. She had Trish in the electric chair um, and then uh, she brought it down that way. Then she um, turned around, Becky did, and gave Trish a power bomb which got in there for um, they piped in this is awesome chance that we can tell those are piped in um, but whatever um, Becky goes for um, the manhandle slam but then Trish fights out of it she then goes to for the disarm her and then Trish fights out of it again uh, Trish hit a widow's peak for a two count and it was actually a callback to the first ever women's match in women's steel cage match between um, Lita and Victoria where uh, one of them hit Widow's Peak I think it might have been Victoria um, so I guess that was cool yeah and then they replayed that spot uh, Trish got frustrated then she went for Stratisfaction but then uh, Becky did a standing switch and then she gave Trish a um a twist of fate, which was an homage to Lita, um, and that got her a Actually, she technically won from that, because uh, the referee counted one, two. Just as he hit three, um, Trish kicked out, so... <laughs> I don't know. I think that referee is going to get a fine there. Yeah, I think that's a, um, a $50 fine for that referee and I don't know Ben maybe a bit more angry at that ref than I am um, but yeah they replayed that spot Becky Lynch missed the top rope move um, Trish hit a second row strat stratisfaction for a near four which was cool they replayed that spot the people trying to this is awesome um, she threw Becky around, she climbed and almost got over the rope, um, the cage, my bad. Um, she went for the avalanche, uh, Becky Lynch went for the avalanche manhandle slam, but then Trish fought out of it. Um, Trish hit a bulldog and got a nasty landing. She kind of almost broke a tailbone or something. That was nasty. Um, and But that got her in the fall. They replayed that spot. Trish climbed um, up the cage and got halfway over the cage um, and um, they had a one two at the top of the cage uh, Becky Lynch uh, was knocked back into the ring off the cage um, she tried to stop Trish and then uh, she had um, Trish in the tree of woe um, over the cage um, Becky Lynch just superplex off the cage into the ring uh, they replayed that spot Becky Lynch went for the pin got a two count 
Um, they laid down Philly. Uh, they replayed the Superplex again. Um, and they popped in again. This is awesome. Baker Lynch started climbing up the cage. Trish was crawling to the door. Um, then Becky Lynch was trying to stop her. And then Zoe Stark um, came to um, try and pull um, Trish Stratus out the ring as she was crawling towards the door. And Becky was trying to pull her back in. Um, Becky eventually pulls her back in uh, and then tries to go for Zoe Stark. But then um, Zoe Stark slams the door into Becky Lynch's face. That must have been nasty. <laughs> Imagine the door getting slammed in your face, made out of steel, no less. Um, Trish rolls up Becky for a two count. Becky Lynch hits a man and will slam. She goes for the pin. But then Zoe Stark broke it up. Um, Becky Lynch shut the door on Zoe Stark. Um, all three of those women were in the ring. Um, and then they had. Uh, she and um, Zoe Stark had a one-two. Um, Zoe Stark clotheslined Becky Lynch and then Trish started climbing. Um, Becky Lynch manhandle slammed Zoe Stark. Uh, then she manhandle slammed Trish for the win. Um, I don't know. It shouldn't have taken two manhandle slams to beat um, Trish Stratus, but whatever. Um, yeah, as I said, there was overbooked at times. That suplex, that suplex really didn't impress me as they thought it would. Um, yeah, um, this was kind of overbooked at times. Um, but it was a decent match nonetheless. Uh, and it was a nice match to open the car. And then um, now uh, Zoe Stark helps up uh, Trish after the match. Uh, Trish is unhappy with Zoe Stark and then... She sends her away. She get out! Get out! And then, um, you know, Zoe Stark shuts the door. She's had enough of this shit. She gives Trish Stratus a Z360, which looks pretty cool. Um, and then it's like, oh, okay, okay, okay. This is interesting. Maybe down the line, maybe Survivor Series, we'll see, um, you know, maybe Zoe Stark and Becky Lynch will team up against... Um, Trish and maybe someone else that they can find. Um, I don't know who's there. Maybe she'll pull up again, somebody from NXT. And yeah, um, you know, Zoe Stark is gonna try and go on her own path now. Um, so yeah, I gave Rasin a 6.5 and Logic a 6. Um, yeah, um, that's my thoughts on it. Um, on to you, Ben, with your thoughts on this match. Alright everybody, I'm going to talk about this first match here at Payback, which I was tied to a chair to. I actually did not want to watch this show, as a matter of fact. That's why I was saying the last couple of months I refused to watch Payback. I didn't want to watch anything revolving Payback because Payback has never been a good show. But I'm going to say this right off the gate. I thought Payback was a solid show. I thought it was pretty solid, pretty enjoyable show. Uh, some people may disagree with me on that, but that's okay. That's your opinion. I'm not gonna hold you. I'm not gonna hold your opinion against mine or anything like that. I'm not gonna hold your opinion hostage or anything like that. Becky Lynch versus Trish Stratus opened the show. Steel cage match. I'm not surprised this was on the show, but this has easily been one of the worst feuds in the history of Western civilization. I don't care about this feud. I don't care about whatever the hell is going on with Becky and Trish. They are. Really trying to put Becky over like 
she beat Trish Stratus. Like, okay, what's next for Becky Lynch? Like, seriously, like, we don't know. Like, is Becky getting time off after this? Like, we don't even know. Like, we don't even know if Becky even is going to win the Royal, the Royal Rumble, the Women's Royal Rumble this year. But that's here and over there. We'll talk about it when we get there. Becky Lynch, Trish Stratus, steel cage match. Um, I thought this match was actually a pretty solid steel cage match. For a women's steel cage match, this was put together pretty nicely. Uh, now, some people will say, oh, the match was boring. Oh, the match was kind of lame and stuff like that. But the match was actually pretty solid. There was um, typical steel cage spots where um, I think Becky suplexed Trish off the cage at one point, which was cool. And then, you know, Trish was getting the heat on Becky Lynch. Trish Stratus had a lot of offense on Becky Lynch. A lot of offense. And Becky was, you know, constantly fighting back. Constantly. She stayed fighting Trish Stratus. So, anyway, at one point in the match, Zoe Stark came out. And I yelled at the top of my lungs. I'm not making this up, everybody. At the top of my lungs, I yelled, Zoe Stark, get off my television. I yelled that at the top of my lungs with every fiber in my body. I yelled that out. I did not want to see an interference in this match. Zoe Stark interfered. Literally, she slams the cage door on Becky. Beats the shit out of Becky for a couple of minutes before uh, Becky hits Zoe Stark with, I believe, a forearm or like some kind of move or whatever the case may be. Whatever. So anyway, ending of the match. Um, Trish... Tries to escape the cage. Becky catches her. And then Becky and Trish go up on the top rope. Becky Lynch hits a manhandle slam off the top rope to Trish Stratus. One, two, three. Trish Stratus is loose clean as a whistle on this show, which I was genuinely impressed with that decision. And then um, Trish Stratus, obviously, she's up. Zoe Stark tries to console her. She's obviously upset. So... Trish Stratus slaps the shit out of Zoe Stark, which actually, I was not surprised uh, this happened at all. I mean, considering I was yelling five minutes ago before the match ended, I was yelling before that, uh, Zoe Stark, get off my television. I actually like this new direction here for Zoe Stark. She needed to break away from Trish Stratus in some different way, but I mean, that would make Zoe Stark a babyface, right? Like... On Raw, Zoe Stark was fighting uh, Shayna on Raw. So I'm trying to figure out what the hell's going on here because I know Shayna is not a heel. That's what I know. Shayna is not a heel. Zoe Stark's a babyface. Uh, Shayna Baszler's a babyface. So I'm trying to figure out what the hell's going on between uh, that dynamic right there. But other than that, I don't know what's going on. I, I think Zoe Stark is going to turn babyface. And then she'll have, like, good matches from here on out. And then at the Women's Royal Rumble, she'll probably be, like, in the Final Five or the Final Four or whatever the case may be. I mean, she kind of deserved it. I mean, I'm sure she learned a lot from Trish Stratus. I'm sure she actually got a lot of advice from Trish Stratus. And, you know, Zoe Stark said, nah, -uh, I don't want no part of Trish Stratus anymore. So uh, at the end of the uh, match, Zoe Stark beats the shit out of Trish Stratus. Uh, she hit her with a finishing move, which I forgot the finishing name. I apologize. I will, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll get it. I'll get it when it matters. Okay. I don't like, I, uh, Zoe Stark's move is pretty much like she flips over 
a woman and then she hits a knee. So it's pretty much like a cartwheel GTS almost. Like, well, not really, but, you know, still. I mean, it's cool. You know, don't get me wrong. But again, like, I'm interested to see where they go with Zoe Stark. And I'm interested to see where they go with Becky because Becky has been doing nothing. Zoe Stark has been doing nothing. So I'm going to try to figure this out. And yeah, Zoe Stark turns babyface on Trish Stratus. Great. I mean, did people care about this? I mean, not necessarily as much as a lot of people would expect it. Um, but I will say this. This was this steel cage match between Becky and Trish was actually pretty solid. I thought it was going to be a horrible match. But I thought this was pretty solid. I'm going to be very positive here. So, uh, rating for the steel cage match. I'll give it a 6. That's the best I can give, really. It wasn't a 7 out of 10. I thought it was a 6 out of 10. So, 6 out of 10. Wrestling, logic, probably a 2. Probably a 2. Because Becky was going to win, number 1. And then, number 2, uh, Zoe Stark interfered for no goddamn reason. Only for Zoe Stark to turn babyface on Trish Travis. WWE logic, everybody. Fucking awful. Okay, so I, I just watched um, LA Knight versus The Miz, and yeah, it was okay. I gave it a six. Uh, wrestling a six, and logic a four. Um, I didn't write it there, but uh, that's why I remember giving it. Um, but yeah, um, what I liked was um, LA Knight gave um, The Miz that back suplex and then he transitioned into the Uranagi. That was cool. And then, um, but then mo throughout most of the match, I, I want to say they fought like 14 year old girls, but I don't know, I don't know if that's sexist or not. Uh, so let's just say they fought like cats, like house cats. Um, and they fought goofy either way. Um, L and then LA Knight sh shook. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and Corey Graves was being an extra heel. He was so annoying on commentary. Um, I was like, shut up, Corey. Like, man, I wanted to mute this guy so bad. Uh, so that's a $100 fine for Corey Graves. Yeah, I think that's that. I think we should give him a, a fine day. Uh, yeah, but then the match was good. LA Knight won, and then he shook um, John Cena's hand after. So, yeah, that, that was LA Knight versus The Miz. All right, everybody. Our next match was LA Knight versus The Miz with John Cena special ref. Um, I actually was a little bit upset about this match, considering, like, everything else that was going on. But um, I am honestly am glad that... This match was actually pretty decent. It was pretty decent. It was kind of boring at times. Um, I felt like this match went a little bit too long, in my honest opinion. Because LA Knight should not have The Miz. The Miz give um, LA Knight some of the worst kicks I have ever seen in my entire life. He barely grazed LA Knight's chest with these kicks. I'm going to say this one time, and one time only. The Miz needs to get off my fucking television. This man's offense is fucking awful. Miserable offense from The Miz in this match. The Miz hit a skull crusher finale, and that was probably like the best thing about the show. The Miz hit the skull crusher finale. I thought the match was over, but LA Knight kicked out. No surprise there. So... Um, John Cena was calling this match uh, fair, you know, right down the middle. 
I had no problem with Cena being the referee because at least Cena knows exactly what to do in a match of this caliber. But um, anyway, LA Knight, all you need to know, everybody, uh, this match was relatively boring. I, I It was kind of boring at times, but I thought it was a decent match either way. Um, LA Knight won with the BFT, the Blunt Force Trauma, 4-1-2-3. Uh, LA Knight beats The Miz, and then The Miz had one of the worst segments on Monday Night Raw all year right after payback. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to say this for probably the last time. Here we go. I was eating gummy bears throughout this match. This horrible gummy bear is better than The Miz. This fucking Fanta pineapple soda can is better than The Miz. Fucking what else? Give me a fucking break. This fucking degree deodorant spray is better than The Miz. The Miz sucks. I got to give a rating for this match, though. I'll give it a five and a half and logic probably a, a one. And that was it. I didn't care about this match. This sucked. Not that LA Knight sucked. Because LA Knight, I actually like LA Knight, like his character. But the way he's being booked, he's being booked like a geek. What is going on with LA Knight? Why isn't LA Knight um, United States champion by now? I get why they put the belt on Ray. Don't get me wrong, but I do feel like LA Knight and LA Knight's going to win against Ray. I think I, here's what I would do. Here's what I would do. I think LA Knight is going to fight for the U.S. title. It's very clear. He wants the U.S. title. So LA Knight, Austin Theory, and Ray in a triple threat. LA Knight pins Theory to become the champion. I see that happening. But the question is, where? That's the big question. Where? It's not a Survivor Series. And it will definitely not be at fucking Fastlane. Yes, Fastlane is coming back. Did people forget that was a pay-per-view? I didn't. Fucking Triple H bringing back fucking irrelevant pay-per-views. Anyway, that's my thoughts on LA Knight versus The Miz. Right, thank you, Ben, uh, for that review. Um, yeah, now we're going to go to the next match uh, for the United States Championship. Uh, Rey Mysterio with uh, Latino World Order. Um, that's... Um, Joaquin Wild, um, Raul Mendoza, that's what they used to be called, they changed their names, um, Zelina Vega and Santos Escobar, who was actually cheated out of a U.S. title match, um, Austin Theory injured his leg, and, um, then, yeah, they made, uh, Rey Mysterio, um, challenge, um, Austin Theory, what he did to get a U.S. title shot, I have zero clue. Even though the Santos Escobar, but yeah, whatever. And then he won the thing, and it's not about me being the champion. The important thing is the U.S. title is with the LWO. It's in our hands, and. Say what you will about that, but whatever. Um, now we get to the actual match. Uh, Austin Theory roughs up Ray Mysterio in the corner. They have a back and forth battle. Um, Austin Theory did a nice clothesline, which they replayed. Um, Austin Theory did a hammer throw, then he did a jumping clothesline in the corner. 
did a double foot stomp over the top rope and then a fisherman suplex for a two count and he did all of that within 30 seconds so yeah that, that was quite something and he hits another fisherman suplex he goes for a third one but then um, Ray counted with a cradle pin and got a two count um, Austin Theory hit a back elbow um, and got a two count he put in a rear chin lunk and then he swung Rey Mysterio around and then slammed him down and pinned him and got a two count. He reapplied the rear chin lock. Rey escaped. Um, Austin Theory choked him at the rope. Uh, then he taunted through a punch. He threw a hammer throw. He did a hammer throw. Threw some grounded, grounded punches. He taunted again. They replayed the hammer throw. Um, he threw some punches at the top turnbuckle. Uh, he tried to rip off uh, Ray's mask, but then um, Ray fought him off. Uh, Ray hit a moonsault. They lay down selling. Um, they replayed that spot. Um, Ray Mysterio made a comeback. Um, yeah, I'm gonna hold it this way. Um, he did a sliding DDT at ringside, which was cool. They replayed that spot. He did a top rope senton for a two count. He missed a 619. Austin Theory caught a top rope move that Ray Monsieur tried to do. And then he hit a fantastic rack bomb for a two count. You need to go to that, um, that match and look at that rack bomb. Because that is, that is fantastic. They called it a spinning sit-out torture rack powerbomb, but I like to call it the, the rack bomb because AJ Styles does it too, or it's the Argentine powerbomb. Some people call it that, um, but AJ Styles does it too, so that's how I know it. Um, <coughs> they replayed that spot. Uh, Austin Theory went for A-Town down, but then Ray escaped. Um, then he hit a step up in Shiguri on Austin Theory. Austin Theory did a drop kick through the, through the ropes that he usually does. No, he does that that dive forward, then he rolls and then he drop kicks you. Um, so that's cool. And then um, Ray, um, I, you know, gave him the receipt with a, a basement suplex. He hit the he was knocked back onto the ropes and then um, he hit Austin Theory with a basement drop kick. Um, they laid down selling. They replayed that spot. Um, they had a one-two and this was actually a nice one-two because it actually looked like they were fighting each other. And you know, the, you know this match had story and kind of psychology behind it. Um, so yeah, that's great on their part. Um, <coughs> Ray Mysterio hit a 619. He went for um, a splash um, over the top rope because uh, he was standing there on the apron. And then uh, he tried to splash Austin Theory over the top rope. But then uh, Austin Theory had his knees up. Um, then he picked him up uh, from the ground. He had him in the um, kind of fall away slam position. Then he put him into the fireman's carry. Then he was going for a town down, but then uh, Rey Mysterio uh, put in um, reversed and did a cradle pin, and he won the match. Uh, so yeah, this is a good match. It told us the story of the match. Um, 
Austin Theory wants to win back his United States champion um, after the way he lost it. And um, yeah, I gave Rasen a 7 and Logic a 5. So yeah, this is a good match. Uh, and now I'll have Ben give his thoughts and he will um, he will go over in detail the next match. So yeah. This episode of Rope Break is interrupted to advertise Lux Open Radio certified bangers, a roller coaster of music consisting of drum and bass. Indie pop. Anything else that comes to Hubble's mind, as well as world news and special guests, you can listen to Lights Opening Radio Certified Bangers every Sunday afternoon on Spotify. Back to the regular scheduled program. Everybody, our next match after that match was Rey Mysterio versus Austin Theory for the United States Championship. So they did a video package and they recapped everything that's been going on with that situation. So Rey was not supposed to get the U.S. title. Um, Austin Theory attacked Santos before um, Santos was supposed to have his match against um, Austin Theory for the U.S. title. But instead, Rey beat him and... Ray beat um, Theory to win the belt. So Theory is angry. You know, he wants his title back. So here we are with this match right here. Um, I feel like these guys could have got a lot more time. This match went near 10 minutes. LA Knight and The Miz, by the way, I timed it. The match went 15 minutes. 15 minutes too long. Jesus Christ. It's, it's bad enough that um The Miz got some of the worst offense I've ever seen in a wrestling match on this show. But it's another thing for have LA Knight and Cena to have some random tension before they shake hands. Like, why is there tension? Why was there any kind of tension between LA Knight and John Cena? Like, I don't want to see a match between LA Knight and John Cena. Do any of you? 
No, no, that's dumb. No. I mean, I'm better off with Cena having as a uh, referee, full-time referee, you know, part-time referee, whatever. I'm better off with Cena that way. So there you go. All right, Rey Mysterio versus Austin Theory for the United States Championship. Um, as I said, this match went near 10 minutes, but um, this was a pretty decent match for what this was. Rey Mysterio retains the U.S. title Vito roll-up on this show. Is this where we're going with Austin Theory? Austin Theory losing matches. By the way, are we about to have Grayson Waller and Austin Theory as a full-time tag team? If that's so, get it off television. I want no part of this random makeup tag team. These guys are two singles wrestlers, just happen to hate certain people. That's not, a, like, that should not be a fucking tag team. I know they beat Santos last week on SmackDown, but that does not mean they're a tag team. They're an alliance. They're not a tag team. Well, who am I to complain? I thought this match was decent. Um, I gave a rating for this match. I gave um, I gave a five and a half for this match. I feel like this match could have been a little bit longer because LA Knight and Miz went almost 16 minutes. So I do feel like this match could have been a little bit longer in my honest opinion. The match uh, was pretty okay. You know, it was not bad. It was just like, why do we need... Um, why do we need Austin Theory losing? And also, why does Mysterio, you know, I, I get why Ray won via roll-up, but are we setting up a program between Mysterio and Santos Escobar now? And they're kind of teasing the LWO being broken up. Why? Why, though? Because Santos does not need to be the leader of the LWO unless... Santos and Ray, like there's like there's no tension between the guys. Why are we trying to break up the LWO? Because um apparently because Ray Mysterio was being hosted up, was being held up by the LWO, and people were, were thinking online that um Santos was gonna turn on Ray. Why would Santos turn on Ray? There's no tension, there's no heat, there's no build for the heel turn. There's no momentum. There's no any kind of alternate situation where Santos has to turn heel on Ray. No, there's none of that. There's none of that. I get that Ray is mentoring Santos Escobar. I get that. But again, I don't need it to be a thing where it it backfires. Santos Escobar is way too good to be a heel. He's a he's a babyface. He's a good guy. That's what he should be. A good guy. For now, y'all know it's coming. The LWO is going to split up. We all know it's coming. Don't get me wrong. We all know it's coming. But again, we do not need this to happen right away. But yeah, as I said, Ray is your United States champion. And I gave this match a five and a half logic. Probably a one. Because Ray was going to win either way. So there you go. And then now, um, Kathy Keller. Keller. Kathy Kelly. Uh, interviewed um, Becky Lynch backstage after um, her match with Trish Stratus and then the, N the current NXT Women's Champion Tiffany Stratton. Who? Who the hell is that? I still don't know who is that even though I, I saw her at the uh, beginning when she was sitting there in the crowd and I 
but yeah, uh, she congra uh, Tiffany Stratton uh, congratulated Becky on the win, and then um, she made like a sarcastic joke and was like, "Oh, I'm sorry, I I accidentally called you a former women's champion," and then um, she said she wanted to be the greatest. NXT Women's Champion, which she will never be, ever. Uh, greater than Oscar, no ways. Greater than Charlotte, maybe. <laughs> um, better than Bailey, no. Hell no. Um, better than. Who else did she mention? I don't think she mentioned Sasha Banks explicitly. Um, who else did she mention? She mentioned Bailey, Oscar. Um, I, I feel like she mentioned Sasha Banks, but I don't think she did. Uh, but she is never going to be better than... Oh, yeah, she mentioned Charlotte, too. Um, and then uh, apparently Becky was amongst those names. Um, but, yeah, um, Tiffany, she will never surpass though, any of those women. Those women will far better than her and far more popular and well-known than her so I don't know what she's what drugs she's taking to say that um, what drugs the writers are taking to make her say that um, but yeah um, then Becky Lynch says I appreciate you calling out of your Mattel box to come here to um, payback and but you should be focusing on your title defense on Tuesday, which was this past Tuesday now. Um, yesterday for me, because I'm recording this on Wednesday. Um, and then maybe she'll see her soon. And she did see her on that episode of NXT. And she actually challenged Tiffany Stratton to an NXT Women's Championship match. And I'm like, what a downgrade. She better win that match. <laughs> God. Tiffany Stratton is not beating Becky Lynch. I'm sorry. She is not beating Becky Lynch. And by just by her name, the way she dresses, I haven't seen a wrestle, but I assume it's like that of something that would crawl out of a Mattel box uh, which Becky is completely right about <laughs> yeah um, that, that was a good roast from Becky um, and I totally agree with that man hundred dollar fine for Tiffany Stratton yeah I, I think no hundred fifty dollar fine for Tiffany Stratton I don't know, Ben. I don't think you like this any more than I did. So, yeah, uh, let's see what you think of this. And then this uh, next segment, Becky Lynch was talking. Uh, Becky Lynch was talking about her match against Trish Stratus backstage. But then Tiffany Stratton shows up. By the way, Cobble said, who? That's exactly what he said, ladies and gentlemen. T Cabo does not know who Tiffany Stratton is. I don't watch NXT. Thank God I don't watch NXT. I refuse to watch NXT Unless NXT is being booked by a Triple H person other than... It's not, it should not be Shawn Michaels. Because Shawn Michaels cannot book NXT to save his life. 
I bet he can't book his way out of a fucking uh, peanut butter and jelly sandwich, for fuck's sakes. Give me a fucking break. Shawn Michaels needs to get away from NXT expeditiously, on site, on principle. Jesus Christ. We're not here to talk about NXT. We will not review any NXT shows. That's not what we do here. Jesus Christ. Anyway, uh, Tiffany Stratton, the NXT Women's Champion. Um, for those of you who do not know who Tiffany Stratton is. Um, so she interrupts Becky. So apparently they're going to set up a program between Becky Lynch and Trish. Uh, excuse me. Becky Lynch and Tiffany Stratton. So Becky Lynch was on NXT. So she's going to fight Tiffany Stratton in a match. Which I will not watch. And the only reason we're talking about NXT right now is because of Becky Lynch showing up. On NXT for no fucking reason at all. So, ladies and gentlemen, on this edition of No One Gives a Goddamn. There you go. I don't want to see Becky Lynch nowhere near NXT ever again after this shit. And, by the way, for the record, if Tiffany Stratton beats Becky Lynch, this will not put Tiffany Stratton over. Let me repeat this again for those of you in the back. This will not put Tiffany Stratton over. It will only make her feel more than irrelevant than she already is right now. I don't care about this at all. Uh, yeah, uh, thank you, Ben, for that review. Um, yeah, I, I, this match. I do not care about this match whatsoever. Um, there was no story while I was watching this. There was no psychology. They were just hitting each other with weapons and throwing each other around. I will say this, um, Priest, like always, throws mean punches. Um, and this is the most PG street fight I've ever seen. Um, yeah, Judgment Day is not intimidating at all in this. Um, and I just, while I was watching this, I was just decided I'm not going to bother with this because this, this is just a waste of time. So, yeah, um, this match is getting a zero rating for me. Yeah, just no. All right, everybody, we're going to go into a match here. This is the best thing on the show. Um, I thought this was a very good match, in my honest opinion. I, this was the best thing on the show, but this was not the best like, match all year or whatever case may be. Anyway, um, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, the uh, former, now former tag team champions. Uh, yeah, I just spoiled the, yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I know, I know. I know, I know. Judgment Day won. They beat Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. But I got to review the match, everybody, okay? Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens versus Finn Balor and Damian Priest. The Judgment Day. A bajillion things happened in this match. Kevin Owens gets hit with a kendo stick. Um, trash can shots. Uh, Finn Balor and Damian Priest get hit with trash can lids. Sami Zayn hits a, a dive onto both Finn Balor and Damian Priest. Dominic Mysterio gets involved. Uh, there was a huddle at one point. They fought into the crowd. Uh, Kevin Owens beats up Damian Priest. Um, Kevin Owens, by the way, he was bleeding at one point. So they came back with um, Pittsburgh Penguins jerseys because they were in Pittsburgh, right? So they literally came back with hockey sticks and uh, Pittsburgh Penguins jerseys. So that was cool. Um, anyway, um, Kevin Owens pulls, pulls Damian Priest off the apron into the steel steps. 
Um, Sami Zayn, Blue Thunder Bombs, Finn Balor onto a pile of chairs. I know that shit hurt for Finn Balor. Um, and there's a not, then there's more chairs inside. Um, Damian Priest then, uh, does the broken arrow on Sami Zayn onto the pile of chairs for a two count. Kevin Owens throws a chair at the cover for a save. So he throws a chair at Damian Priest and they head back to the crowd. Owens having to fight out of, uh, Finn Balor and Damian Priest's hands. So they go to the kickoff show booth. Sami Zayn comes back and he dives off, off the decks to both um, Damian Priest and Finn Balor um, on the, in the crowd. So Owens is back. He puts Dominic Mysterio on the table. By the way, Dominic Mysterio, get off my fucking television. You guys know how I feel about Dominic. Um, Kevin Owens does a swanton off of a balcony onto Dominic Mysterio onto the table. So uh, goodbye, Dominic Mysterio for now. Um, Sami Zayn suplexes Finn Balor into the corner. Damon Priest throws a trash can at Sami Zayn's head for a two count. Sami Zayn, he fights back. He suplexes Priest into the corner with the exploder. He knocks down Finn Balor through a table on the ringside. So uh, Finn Balor is out for the time being. Kevin Owens, he comes back. He stuns Damian Priest. Uh, Damian Priest then takes the Haluva kick. So Sami Zayn is counting. One, two, but JD Madonna gets involved. JD Madonna pulls Sami Zayn out. And that earns JD Madonna a powerbomb onto the announce table by Kevin Owens. Rhea Ripley comes out. She spears Kevin Owens through the barricade. And then back in, Finn Balor, shotgun drop kicks Sami Zayn into the corner. He goes for the coup de gras. Sami Zayn moves out of the way. Sami Zayn and suplexes him into the corner again. And then he does the haluva kick for two count. But Dominic Mysterio comes back after literally going through a table on the outside. In the crowd, by the way. I'm not making this up. This man, Dominic Mysterio, came back. He hits Sami Zayn with the money in the bank briefcase. Finn Balor rolls over. One, two, three. Finn Balor and Damian Priest, your new undisputed tag team champions. Meaning they are both Raw and SmackDown tag team champions. Technically. So, yeah. As much as we don't like the Judgment Day and as much as me and Cabo and probably Josh, like we don't like the Judgment Day, as much as we don't like them, at least they can put on a good match and at least they can like try to give themselves a lot of heat because guys remember judgment day been losing right like on raw they were kind of losing before this match though so i understand why because they don't want kevin owens and Sami Zayn to beat them three times in a row so i get why they won here and i see why they won here so I don't understand why this took the Money in the Bank briefcase for um, Sami Zayn to lose the match. So, uh, out of all of the things that they got hit with, uh, trash can lids, trash cans itself, um, kendo sticks, a damn table. um, I think they got hit with hockey sticks at one point. Out of all of those things that they got hit with, a Money in the Bank briefcase? It's the equalizer. The money in the bank briefcase, ladies and gentlemen, is made out of probably fucking titanium or a fucking vibranium or some shit because there is no fucking way that these two men took all of that fucking punishment only for Sami Zayn to get pinned because Dominic Mysterio got involved and then, number one, the money in the bank briefcase hit Sami Zayn in the head. 
The finish could have been a little bit better. A little bit better. I would have understood if Dominic hit Sammy in the back of the head with a chair. But a briefcase? Yeah. Um, I thought this was a good match, though. I'm not saying the match sucked. I'm not saying uh, nothing bad happened on this match. The match may have been overbooked. You know, yeah, it was overbooked. I'll give it credit. I'll. It was overbooked, but I'm going to say this. This was the best thing on the show by leaps and bounds. Um, I thought this was cool. And Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, they look good together. So, uh, finally, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, no longer tag team champions. And now we're going to focus into a storyline where, um, you know, Jey Uso, who was on this show, by the way. Um, Jey Uso is back now. So, Jey, U- Jey Uso is now going to go into a singles run with um, by himself because apparently he got... You know, he quit, and then he came back to Raw. Adam Pearce must have re-signed him to a contract or whatever the case may be. But I will say this. Um, I'm glad uh, Jey Uso is getting credit. But once again, ladies and gentlemen, we do not want to see a Jey Uso singles run. As much as I love Jey Uso, and as much as I love the Usos in general, I do not want to see a Jey Uso singles run. I've been saying this for months. Josh has been saying this for months. Cabo may have been saying this for months. We don't want the Usos to be singles wrestlers. I know Jimmy hates Jay. I get it. But once again, that does not mean it is... That doesn't mean it's acceptable. It doesn't mean it's acceptable. I don't care if Jay is out of the bloodline. I don't care if Jay is gone. At the end of the day, he's a tag team wrestler. That's all I see him as. Anyway, rating for this match. Uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn versus The Judgment Day. I gave this match an 8. Logic, probably... Well, really, I'll give it a 5. I'll give it a 5. There was a lot of um, interesting things going on, especially with the JD Madonna thing. Uh, clearly, J.D. Madonna is going to be in Judgment Day. There's no doubt about it. He's going to be in Judgment Day by Survivor Series. You guys already know the deal and stuff like that. I get it. All right. But again, there was just so many things that happened in this match that did not really need to happen. Um, I know J.D. Madonna was going to get involved. I know that. But Dominic Mysterio getting involved and, you know, all that other shit. And by the way, Dominic was involved in our next match as well, which we'll get into. But... Jesus Christ, we had a almost a near fucking 30 minutes of Dominic Mysterio. Actually, what? No, not 30. 20 minutes of Dominic Mysterio. Jesus Christ. 